0: Welcome to the Love Cars On The Grid podcast, your global motorsport roundup with me, Tiffany Dell and Paul Woodman.
1: Welcome to episode 11 of Love Cars On The Road. And I think we start off this motoring roundup podcast with some pretty awful news, actually. Um, and that is uh, in the motor GP Tiff, uh, we can both relate to this very much, being fathers, being parents, but I think anyone can anyway.
0: Yeah, we all look at these, you know, especially the Moto3 kids, you know, and we love their racing, you know. But it is a dangerous, dangerous sport. We had this awful accident just in the qualifying, you know, this 19-year-old Swiss kid, uh, Jason Dupasquier, you know, he fell. And this is the worst thing about motorbikes, is getting hit by another bike. They have these amazing airbags and their leathers now. They have these horrendous crashes on their own, you know, which we can't believe. 99 times out of 100, they, they jump up and dust themselves off. But this... Poor kid, he fell in front of another bike and got hit. Um, the worst in a way was that the, the Motor 3 race went ahead. Well, they still didn't know his condition, he was in hospital, but uh, they announced his death uh, before the Motor GP race on the grid, you know. And so all the Motor GP riders, you know, were, were very tearful. Um, Francesca Bagnaia, the Italian, was, didn't want to race, you know. And this is an awful. Mm. Thing I think, whether it's rallying or you know, if there was that rally in Australia, it wasn't had two fatalities in it, this friendly rally down in Australia last month, or last week, and it's that huge question whether you continue. Um, and I always think as a competitor, do you know that if it happened to me, I wouldn't want to stop a race. You know, we're down there, so you know, just get on with it. But obviously, it's quite hard to ride a bike, you know, when you're when you're distressed having heard that news. Um, so terrible tragedy. You know, the motion three race went ahead because they, they didn't know at that stage, you know. And, our uh, Pedro Alcosta, our little kid that we're all raving about, you know, who won the early races, uh, he didn't win this one. Because like, Bugello's is amazing over yeah, <laughs> eighth. Well, he's actually finished seventh and then got dropped paces, track limits, track limits, even in moto heavens. Um, he dropped back. Uh, but uh, the, the Mugello, they have these races, I think he was 10th on one lap and then he led the next lap and he went by nine riders because uh, the slipstream down Mugello's is a massive attack at the, at the first corner. Um, but he didn't get it right this time. He's been sensational at sort of making his moves at the right time. But he ended up eight, one place behind John McPhee, who actually finished ninth on the road but got promoted with the track limits. So at least John finished another race uh, without getting hitting the tarmac. Um <laughs> Won by an Italian, Dennis Foggia, Foggia for, Gia, for, Gia, for um, So a bit of a home, hometown hero won the Moto3 race. Moto2, our other place, we got a couple of Brits, Sam Lowe's, again. Sam always tries so hard. Qualified second, you know, after those early couple of victories. Um, it was chasing for the lead, but the front folded under him at about you know 120 miles an hour or something horrendous. Another
1: big crash there as well. Oh,
0: but, you know, he got up, yeah. just, you know, just so distraught that he dropped it. Um, Jake Dixon still recovering from that crash that gave him a bit of concussion a few weeks back. He qualified 22nd, It was wet in qualifying, but he got up to 14th, so um, at least he finished. Uh, The MotoGP race was dominated by Fabio Quattararo, I'm always getting that name right now, with so many Araros at the end, Um, but he pretty much dominated. It's the same as last season, Fabio went out and looked like he was just going to dominate the whole year, and then had his arm pump problem and, and faded. So looking like he's stronger and stronger, now a very big you know, challenge to the win. So do you think, um, it's gonna,
1: you think he's going to carry that through? Is it going to last? I that think long? this.
0: Yeah, I think I think he's got his arm pump sorted, and he's he's gonna. I think he will win it this year. He seems to be the, the, the I don't know, a real talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, has a weird way of riding. He's got amazing use of the rear brake to help traction and braking and. The way they use these bikes is just phenomenal you know the stuff that's going on and some of them um, them
1: have their foot they literally have their foot down others will won't put their foot down it's it's amazing amazing and
0: and of course that's the thing about motor gb it's exciting because you can see the human being you know why it's so dangerous as well you know the human being is so exposed you can see what they're doing on the bikes and the stuff they get away with um, so good win for him. It was, sad, you know, Mugello's Valentino Rossi's, you know, home hero place. I can remember him winning and the whole hilltop it was the valet, valet um, area of spectators, all in yellow with the number 46. You know, he qualified 19th and uh, he got up to 10th. So he had a fair race. But, you know, I think um, I was thinking before the race, but I saw he qualified 19th, that maybe he should retire at Mugello in front of his fans. Because, you know, there many fans. I don't think there were any fans there, I think, at the end. But I think Valentino needs to make an announcement, and I, I think mean, so. he just loves racing. He's a kid that yeah. just—he's still a child in there, just loves to race. <laughs> but you know, it is so dangerous, and we've had this—you know—reality check, you know, with poor Swiss kid, and um, you know, Jason, yeah, awful. Love Valentino, but maybe the time has come, Valentino. What about super bikes? Yeah, Esther. yeah. yeah. Britain's domin- no Britons <laughs> at all in MotoGP, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, Jonathan Ray and um, uh, Scott Redding both had a win again at Estoril. And, uh, they're getting a bit of trouble now. The British domination has been challenged from the very unlikely country of Turkey. And uh, I, I don't like to know if I'd like to be a commentator when Toprak Razgatlioglu, Razgatlioglu, and won one of the three races, and he's been challenged them greatly. So we do have a Turkish challenge to our British superbike domination.
1: Yeah, rather than the me saying that uh, when, they're, <laughs> when they're overtaking for the lead, good for him. I'd hopefully, hopefully, he's got a nickname as well.
0: Yes, I'm sure he must have.
1: <laughs> what about what about? Um, Lots happening in the bikes and obviously dominated for us uh, feel a bit sort of sombre this morning talking about uh, yeah. the death as well. But um, over to America, plenty of action over there. Well, yeah. it, was it action? Indy 500 was plenty of action, which I, I really enjoyed watching. Su- such a razzmatazz and oh, oh, stars and stripes and fireworks and all sorts go- going on. But the Americans the do
0: it? No, no, sadly not. <laughs> but it was good, but now that mem- it's Memorial Day as well, so it's like, yep. oh, you know, November 11th, 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 and so you know they have this massive military parading and um, oh, the Americans do it well, you know, they're very big Christian believers, they have the Lord's Prayer and the National Anthem and their jets fly over and at Indy it's done even bigger than at every other circuit. So massive build-up, tremendous atmosphere. I you know it was still a stunning, right, you know, to see, but almost too early in the race. The commentary is sort of about, you know, he's on fuel saving, fuel saving. And a bit like in Formula One, I think, you know, like tyre saving. You always don't tell the public sometimes. We you know, we don't want to know the details. But they stopped so often at India. You know, we, early on, we had the kids out front, didn't we? We had Renus had VK and Colton Herter, these two youngsters, Almost, you know, wanting their moment of glory out front, but the wise heads at the back were sitting in the big slipstream in 10th or 11th place, saving fuel. Um, and it is a very much a feature of I it. Mean, they stop so often, it seems, for fuel. It seems like they run out every 10 laps, it almost feels like Connor Daly led, and he's got an Air Force sponsorship, he comes from Indianapolis. You could hear the crowd, massive, you know, one hundred fifty thousand crowd. And you actually hear them on the television then when a new leader came to the fall that they loved, you could hear the cheer. Um, But, of course, it was pit stops that caught out Scott Dixon, the pre-race favourite on pole, otherwise, 40-year-old, the reigning champion. Uh, He actually ran out of fuel because when the yellow caution goes out in America, you can't pit unless you pay a penalty of going to the back of the field. So he stayed out. Then he actually ran out of fuel. They couldn't restart the engine. He lost a lap or two, so that put Dixon out. Um, And, of course, that first yellow surprised everyone because poor Stefan Wilson um, so sad. He's taken two years to try and get the money to come back and race in India. You know, after you know his, his brother died in that awful accident three or four years ago now, and Stefan still wants to wants to race. He doesn't race at all for the rest of the year. Got the money together, and he was the first of several. You know, actually, went on throughout the race. Similar to Sylvester, had the same problem. Um, the brakes aren't working. They sort of, I think. It's a bit of a tweak. They hold the pads away from the discs down the straights for the whole lap when you're running um, to stop any sort of friction going on. And and when it when you want to get them to work, sometimes the system seems to resist because even more experienced drivers had the problem later on. Um, So poor old you know, Stefan's pumping his pedal like mad, and the flipping thing's not slowing. uh, And eventually they punch it down through the gears, but he spun, locking up the rears, and hit the wall. Uh, was the first retirement that caused that very early yellow. So it was terrible for him. He's worked so hard to put together a package. You know, He must have been absolutely gutted. Um, But But after all that, there 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 were more accidents in the pit lane, I think, out the track. (laughs) We saw Graham Rahal lost a wheel coming out. He'd been the big wise guy down the back, and he was probably in a really good position to win the race, as he said afterwards. Uh, We had this big shunt. We saw Connor Daly's chances ruined by the... Horrendous! I mean, did you see a punt? He drop kicked Ray Howes wheel over the crossbar. He would have scored three points in rugby.
1: You know why uh, they have the the, the uh, fencing that goes over uh, so, so high,
0: yeah. so high, cry two hundred miles an hour. Things fly. Yeah. Um, but actually, yeah, there wasn't. That, there weren't very few yellow flags on the course. But in the end, you know, we had it then built up. But although you're confused in the middle of IndyCar races. You know, it finally works out who's got their strategy right, who's got the fuel right, and we had five cars vying for the lead. It was a spectacular last five or ten laps with the, the rookie Paloo, this Spanish kid that's come, you know, from the waiting room as we call it from Japan when he couldn't get his career going in Europe and went from Japan to IndyCar. So he was looking there to win his first, age twenty-four. And then there's Helio Castroneves that got sacked from his team because you know he was deemed a bit too old at forty-six. Um, and this was his first or second race of the year, you know, he's not doing a whole season, but they were swapping places at 220 miles an hour, and Helio was obviously the favourite for the, for the fans of Luffy, Ben-Nascar. he's Brazilian, but they've adopted him as one of their own, uh, and came out with these amazing, amazing moves to win the race in the end, almost helped by catching a group of bat markers, because again, you can use the slipstream of the bat yeah. markers, but I mean, it's still, and he's, and nobody knows how to celebrate a win better than Helio. And of course, the American fans, he's famous for climbing a fence. You Spider-Man. A fan, climb the, bench, climb
1: Spider-Man, the fence. Spider-Man, that's what they call him. Yeah. He's 46. So, you know, yeah, that's
0: that's, 46, that's 46, no
1: spring chicken in the, the racing so world. That's his
0: fourth win now. So he's matched the, the, the top three for winning four times. He's, he can now the only one that can go to win five times, maybe, but... It was great to see the youngsters out in front early on, you know, VK and, and Hurton, but they faded. The Brits didn't do so well. Uh, Jack Harvey got into the top ten for a while, but ended up 18th, and uh, Max Chilton was 24th. So
1: yeah, It's very misleading, because you can get into the top ten uh, if you want to if you want to burn a bit more fuel and yeah. be a bit of a young gun, so it's a bit misleading, yeah. really. It's quite confusing to follow, I'll be honest. But,
0: so <laughs> Yeah, no, a, bit, bit, a bit of a confusing has. race. It is a confusing race early on and in the middle, but... Um, that toward it always builds towards the end, so you just got to live with it for a while, and that you know that it's going to kick off in the final few, few, well, 50 miles or so.
1: And it certainly did, but it didn't kick off at all with NASCAR.
0: Well, I know you one... love it,
1: but Tiff, come on, that wasn't the most know, exciting race
0: in the world. Well, this is the trouble. Every time you're trying to promote a formula, you just say, Go and watch this, <laughs> they watch it, then there's a bad race, oh, no, you know, then they then never watch again. It was the 600 mile, you know, the longest race of the year. And this was the race that was famous in the past. Some drivers used to do the Indy 500, then flying jets and do the Coca-Cola 500, 600 at Charlotte. I mean, nobody does that these days, but a few people drivers have done that, and succeeded. But the only consolation was that Kyle Larson, <laughs> the number five, the Needell favourite, dominated really, and uh, after a couple of second places, but he dominated before, this time it came true and. He, he clicked up, they've broken the petty enterprise records for wins now. The Hendrick Motorsport team, who who Carl runs for, who's got such good form. They had, again, they had three cars, I think, in the top 10. Um, so that they won the, the, the biggest, the most winningest team. So, they yes. Get, but, they know um,
1: how to monetize over there in terms of advertising and sponsorship, yeah. don't they? Would, would you you know, maybe call yourself uh, Tiff uh, Thrifty Car Rentals Nadell? Like <laughs> <laughs> for a bit of extra money,
0: um, yes. Yeah, so two not not brilliant races in America, but just the way they do their races, the Razmataz, you know, which is why you know the Daytona Five Hundred, Indy Five Hundred, they're just amazing days of entertainment.
1: I agree. Um, and talking of entertainment, we're going to leave the best to last, which is actually you racing. <laughs> Next up the entertainment extreme oh. age, which was the ocean ocean rally no what do they call it the ocean, the
0: ocean pre ocean, ocean pre, pre. that's the word pre oh, yeah it was, it was more spectacular work. it was like a load of a load of beach buggies <laughs> it kids work. in the 60s let's go surfing out Everybody's surfing out, bouncing there. And all that commentators, I mean, the commentators—it's just wall to wall commentary, which seems to be the modern style that producers seem to want. You know, whereas my, I was told by the BBC when you know, I was working with Murray Walker, you know, the voice would come through. You know, let the pictures do the talking. You know, don't talk for a while. You were all watching it, but they're bang on hyperdrive every time. Hyperdrive—he's going for his hyperdrive down the beach. I think he's gone for his, who's going hyperdrive. The most exciting thing was who used their hyperdrive. <laughs> to get into the first corner, and then as usual, they couldn't overtake. You know, he's got to take the alternative route, but in motorsport, you all know there's only one quick route There's only
1: route. one, there's one. And and it, as soon yeah. as they take the alternative route, and then they make <laughs> lose time, more they're, ground, yeah. they're so far behind. It, yeah, did, there it, were a
0: few muscly it, overtakes, it it a bit you of it, door banging,
1: yeah, but were, but, but exactly. But it's not it, It's not a contact sport, and then you know, they're pushing against each other and touching each other, and just because then so they a break to go, and yeah, it's
0: then they it, break so.
1: It it looks spectacular, but I couldn't understand as well. They had the photo opportunity at the beginning. So for those who don't know, it's all about being um, carbon neutral and and supporting the planet, which is great, fantastic. Yeah, it draws
0: attention, drawing attention to modern day issues, which is a good cause, but they hype it up too much.
1: And then at the beginning, when they had the sort of photo opportunity of all the different drivers filling their bags full of ocean rubbish. But then (laughs) throughout the whole weekend, they continue to show the same shots of rubbish all over the beach. Clean it up, clean it up before the race, and then and then make a big song and dance about it. Did you see that? I couldn't believe how no, much I, I was, rubbish fast, was, on I was the time team.
0: 30 at this stage. It was late last night when <laughs> I thought I'd better check it out. I seem through. I don't know how I missed in all the recordings. Apparently the best race was the three fighting for the bottom three positions with Katie Munnings was involved in There was quite, there was quite a bit of door banging in that one. So yeah. I missed that race But of course, yeah, you know, the final, you know, two there was a door banging at turn one and one broke and another. Went up the, so the sandbag and broke their wheels. About a red flag situation, uh, had to be restarted after the driver change. So it's just congrats. I mean, Bolly Taylor, Rosberg wins again. It's the headline. Bolly Taylor, the Australian rally driver, is really quick, and Johan Kristoffersen uh, won again. I don't know where are they next. I don't know. I've got. Where's my list? I don't know. But I,
1: look, they look for me. The takeaway is they look fantastic. They they could. I think it could be spectacular. I think if it was more like rallycross. Uh, some jumps and stuff like that. I think it'd be. <laughs> well, then watch
0: Rallycross. <laughs> Yeah. but I mean, They bounce know, around. They do bounce around. They look very bouncy. Bouncy beach bug. No more events till August. I don't know when it is. August the 29th well, now. You know, I don't know which one ship. that oh, is?
1: Are they going to Antarctica. That's where they're going next. Oh, that's isn't the next one, is it? Yeah, so they've got a bit of a long long trek on their ship. You know the thing, let me tell you, I'm not, I don't want to be negative. I'm not a negative person at all, but it just doesn't do it for me. I, uh, um, I've given it a bit of a chance and I will keep watching it. The thing for me, these pit stops. As a driver, <laughs> you drive into a pit stop and and safety, mm-hmm. safety is paramount, but they're, yeah. they're braking to 30 kilometres an hour, I think, yeah. like 150 metres before. It must be <laughs> excruciating for the drivers. Like, well, like, it's like kind of
0: coming into a pit lane and having a 60 kilometres, you know, I understand. I think for me, it's the overhype that actually spoils it. You know, the two commentators just banging in drama words. At the beginning, they said, oh, he's making sure he keeps all four wheels in a straight line, because that's best for traction. Well, I think everybody knows if you start with lock-on, it's not going to be a good start. They were just stating the obvious and shouting it, and who's going for the hyperdrive and the alternative strategy, and... Like this, just yeah, relax. I just, I this great well, I footage. Know. It looks fun, you know. It's beach buggies, <laughs> it's sand. it, it is spectacular in a certain way. But just let's chill out on it a bit. I don't and it, mind I the commentary. I don't,
1: I don't mind the commentary. Yeah. I just I'm not a big fan of the you know the branding, the like, hyperdrive, and it's very American <laughs> and it's very a bit cheesy, a bit cheesy for us old-fashioned folk.
0: Yes, I'm um, afraid so. Uh, it's so a old-fashioned.
1: Speaking of old-fashioned, let's move on to some proper, proper racing with uh, my old-fashioned mate, Tiff Nadella at Hatch. Yeah. Well done, mate. That was yeah. a, a good old weekend.
0: We're still a bit worn out. Yeah, We had a, a Ford Cortina on Saturday, which we climbed up to 10th at a great good race in that. And then, uh, uh, TVR was the, the best race, for really. I was, was in this TVR, Tuscan, we've got not Tuscan, TVR, I don't know what the model is. The
1: old part. Chimera.
0: Chimera. Yeah, but I had to, it's a one and a half hour race, I had to do forty five minutes, Paul. <laughs> That's was hard work. I, How I was being hard? caught by the other TVR that normally beats us, and all the crew. I had them all doing the old "Go on fast <laughs> I want to slow down." So you just had <laughs> a, had a pit, pit. You board. had a pit board. You didn't. Have, you didn't have uh, audio. You didn't no, no, or... no I didn't have radios. But yeah. I had the sort of you know plus six seconds, plus yeah. five seconds. So I knew he was <laughs> catching me. I didn't need them whirling their hands. <laughs> oh. I stumbled out of the car. And you did the indie Circuit
1: at uh, Brands?
0: No, Grand Prix Circuit. It's a wow, wonderful well circuit. That's the other joy of why I go to that event. There's another one at the end of July. I mean, the track's the best track to drive around in, in the world, almost, especially those older cars that's you know, got... High speed course, got every type of corner, you've overtake, and it's just a fabulous track to have the pleasure and the honour. I mean, luckily, you know, my my car owner is John Spears. I have to thank him so much. He's got this fleet of cars that he he invites me to to co drive in the one hour races and what the one the and a half hour races. Here, sorry, what was the third race? Then, but then, about only an hour after I'd fallen poured myself out of the TVR, <laughs> uh, I had to do half an hour the Can-Am of the Can Am McLaren M One B which is my favourite car of his stable, really, because I mean, I like being open. I, you know, I prefer to be open-headed, but little single-seaters, you know, and I'm out there in this 66 Can-Am car with a... 500 horsepower Chevy right behind me and um, just drifting it and luckily there's only there's only one other car in the pre 66 class and he actually got ahead of us at the pit so it ended chaos when the pace car came out just when I was pit stopping so once I managed to overtake him to take the lead of the the, the class I can back I can back off and breathe a little my arms are hanging off because the steering was a bit heavy so I've got to go down the gym now we're at in two weeks time when we're doing four races. I mean, his E-Type Jaguar, his Lister, Nobly, the Cortina and the Capri.
1: I'll be there cheering you so, on. Uh, T- but, I a mean, great T-
0: crowd as well. Great crowd. South Bank at Browns filled with hooting cars and waving Brilliant. people in the glorious sunshine. And it was a wonderful weekend.
1: Brilliant. And the Can-Am uh, always makes me laugh because I'm sure most people listening to this, a uh, very modest amount of uh, listeners, thank you for listening, um, <laughs> will know that it's, very, it's it's open. And you've got these huge like broomsticks for the mirrors. Um. Yeah. Had to could they must vibrate so much? Can you actually? Quite good, they're quite they? good, yeah. yeah, amazing. And yeah. Brandt can't leave Brandt Hatch without saying about uh, Paddock, which is the first corner I think is one of the best corners ever. I haven't had the pleasure of driving many tracks, but so at the end of the uh, start finish straight, it then uh, goes around to the right, but it dips so much on, it's yeah. a real ballsy corner, isn't it? Yeah. Like once you good get it, you get it. but it is good stuff. <laughs> Um, so that's it, Tip. Well done. I'm very pleased for you on that one. And next week we've got Formula One again and Formula Two in uh, Baku, which, what do you a think? A good about track, Baku. Yeah. I
0: like Azerbaijan, that huge long straight and the scenic blast through the villas, you know. So it's a very exciting track which turns up some surprises sometimes. So uh, looking forward to that, especially F2 round there is usually pretty epic. Yeah, because, of course, they've got these two um, reverse grids, which I don't like in F2, but round there, because of the big straight, there's going to be some a lot of overtaking going on, I think, in the first two F2 races, so it'll provide the drama that they seem to want. Whereas, of course, for me, it's down to the drivers winning, uh, getting their super licence points. But, yeah, it's good stuff summer, Baku. World-running championship goes off to Italy, um, where, again, we won't see much on telly, but unless you're a devoted fan and go to WRC live, and so um, they're there. MotoGP's racing again, Barcelona. Yep. So that's good for the bikers. They've got two consecutive weekends. And uh, NASCAR back on the road courses, back at Sonoma in California. They're doing more road courses, in NASCAR, which is quite fun. And they're usually great around there, leaping over the curbs in their great big NASCARs. So once again, plenty of worldwide motorsport entertainment for, for us to catch up with uh, next Monday night.
1: Absolutely. Look forward to it. Thanks for joining us as always and
0: uh yeah, see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.